Hey friends, this is Kelsey Jo Hillis, photographer, entrepreneur, wife, mom, and recovering people pleaser. This is my podcast, Picturing Purpose, where I have meaningful and authentic conversations with people from all different walks of life. My hope with this podcast is that you find encouragement, lean on faith, and trust God's purpose for your life. We will have a brand new episode for you every other Wednesday. So with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode of Picturing Purpose. Hello, Purpose Pleasers. This is Kelsey Jo with Picturing Purpose. I have Michelle and Leslie with me today. This is our first episode back from the summer break, and I have missed doing this so much. It was a nice break, I will say, but I have really missed it. It taught me that it was definitely a passion of mine, you know, when you don't do it for a little while. And you miss it. Like the, what is it? Distance makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leslie, Hi. what's up? Hey, I'm excited to be here. It's excited been a while. to talk. It's been like over a year. It's the first Has time me and you actually met was you, doing this podcast, that's actually. Crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and see, that's, BFFs. that's the cool <laughs> thing about the podcast is that it's led me to meet so many great people. And I mean, I literally made a best friend out yeah. of it and I, we didn't even know it. I mean, I kind of felt like during the <laughs> podcast, I was like, okay, I really like Leslie. I think we're going to be friends. Aww. And then when we started hanging out and I noticed how cool her kids were. <laughs> <laughs> My kids sell it every yeah. time. <laughs> I just started coming over more and yeah. we started hanging out. Leslie's episode was 32 Kins and Counting. Is, yes. that, what, what, is yep. that what we titled mm-hmm. it? Uh, she told her story, her foster story and adoption story. So if you want to go back and listen to that, go find it. I don't know what number it is, but it's from last summer. Yeah. Michelle. Hello. What's up? Hi. <laughs> Bestie for the resty. <laughs> so glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. I love when you're on here. I, I enjoy it. Does uh, Joel miss being on here? Um, You know, he would never say. Yeah. But I know he does. I know. I brought it up at a home church. I can't remember what I said. I was just like, you know, we were asking for prayers, and I just said something about, you know, the podcast is something I'm passionate about, and I want God to move it however He wants to move it. And then afterwards, everybody's leaving, and Joel's like, so what do you, what do you want to do with the podcast when are you bring it back? And I'm like, after yeah. summer. <laughs> he's like, you sure? You want to do it sooner? <laughs> so I can always tell when he's excited. And he's going to be on next Friday with Cody. I'm so excited. I know I am too. Cody has been on the podcast a couple of times. He does not believe in God and he just has a lot of good questions. He's super, super nice and we're able to have civil conversations with him and I appreciate that from him. But he's never talked to Joel before (laughs) and I'm really excited about it because I think they're going to get along really well. It'll be super chill. And the good news... Leslie doesn't know this news yet. I'm waiting. I've been waiting to press record for her to hear this. So ready to hear it. So I got in touch with a girl here in Van Buren that has like a studio. She's like a, she has like a production company. She helps people like business stuff. So she helps them record commercials and things like that. Well, she also has a space for podcast stuff. And at first, I reached out to her thinking, like, I'm not going to be able to afford to have someone help me do this, you know. And it was actually like a month span where we connected, but then we didn't talk. So we finally connected. Was it? I think it was last week. Actually, I think it was last Friday. And we talked on the phone for like 45 minutes. And she was amazing. I kind of shared my heart with her, like what I want for the podcast and how we do things and how much I love doing it, but it's just so much work that goes into it that I feel like it that kind of drains my passion because yeah. I'm thinking about all the other things that I need to do with it. Even though I have someone that edits them for me, there's still so many other things that come along with it. Mm-hmm. And we you know we talked back and forth and like we're gonna work some things out financially to where, you know, I can still do it and thanks to donations. Hint, hint. It's uh, very helpful for that, but she's going to work with me, and now I'm going to be able to just go to her studio, 
bring my guests there. Yeah, I know. I'm so, so excited. excited. And yes. um, it's just nice to not have to do all that. And then she's going to also film it. We may not stream the whole video, but we'll have things for like clips yeah. and certain things. So I'm really, really, really excited the about next it. Level. I know. Moving on up. It's wild because I know I talk to you guys about this a lot, but my prayer journal, <laughs> <laughs> I bring up the prayer journal all the time. I started a prayer journal a couple weeks ago, and the week before that, I just started really diligently praying about certain things. Like, I have a list of things I just run through and just really pray over, and the podcast was one of them. And I just kept continually saying, you know, Lord, like, please show me what needs to be done. If you don't want me to do this anymore, please let me know. If you do want me to do it, please help me so that I don't feel so strained regarding it, you know. And there you go. He answered my prayer just right there. And I wasn't expecting her to want to help so much, but she has a heart for the Lord too. And it actually worked out perfectly because there are certain doors that were closing in her business life to open up doors to help, you know, have space to help things to lead people to the kingdom type things, like kingdom work that she really wanted to start doing. Um, so and I've, I've had the opportunity to work with her. She's done videography at a wedding. Oh, shot okay. at, and she is one of a kind. She is an awesome, sweet, amazing human being. So yeah. I'm really glad nice. that you got led towards her. Yeah. I'm really, really excited about it. I'm anxious to see how it all flows out in certain ways, you know? So your husband and Cody get to be the first ones Yay. to be on camera. I broke the news to them, and they're like, oh, we're going to be on camera. All right. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my good news. That's awesome. Yeah. And we don't really have um, a specific topic today. They've both been asking me. They're like, what are we doing? <laughs> Stressing me out. <laughs> oh, because Leslie doesn't have a plan. No, I'm sorry. I don't operate well without a plan. Well, it's um, a good exercise for me. Yes, it is. Yeah, get you out of your comfort zone. Thanks, friend. Yeah. (laughs) So, so many things have happened over the summer. So, so many things. I let the kids not have childcare all summer. It was my first time to be a working mom and have my kids home. So, I kind of took a step back from working. And I just felt like the Lord was leading me to do that, and it's not typical of me. It was out of my comfort zone to do something like that, and I was scared. But ultimately, over the last three months, it has grown me so much just to— I was. I tell these girls all the time that I feel like sometimes the Lord puts us through things just to teach us certain things about ourselves— And I was, since I put the podcast on pause, since I wasn't working as much, I wasn't receiving that validation from those things. I wasn't getting the messages of, oh my gosh, I loved that podcast. It was so good. It helped me so much. Or, you know, just getting likes from pictures. I know that sounds crazy, but it's like, there is really validation in that coming from a creative standpoint. And so... There were a lot of rough days, but I was learning so much about myself that I needed to seek my validation from the Lord only and not from anybody else. And that really taught me so much about myself. And, you know, I talk about this a lot, but like at the beginning of the podcast, I was a Christian and I had a strong faith, but there was also this little part of me that was like had an ego, you know, where I wanted it to glorify God, but it'd be cool if it glorified me too. And I think a lot of Christians go through that, especially the beginning stages where when they start to see that God really does move things and like when they pray over people or they speak about God, that it kind of fills their ego a little bit versus making them want to glorify God. So if you're going through that, please don't feel discouraged. Like He is going to bring you through certain things. Anyway, now it's like it's just humbled me so much. Have y'all heard about uh, it's like something about like spotlight, not syndrome because everything's a syndrome now, but like 
the the spotlight effect where when we walk into a room, we always think people are thinking about us. Oh yeah, uh-huh. but really, no one cares. <laughs> I mean, tell my really. daughters this all the time. <laughs> yes. People are more concerned about themselves yes. than they are you. So true. You're and not thought about as much as you think you are. Yes, which is so freeing. It is. It is free. Freeing. I. I, even whenever I was doing the podcast and like the podcast was coming out and it was getting a lot of like recognition and everybody was loving it and sharing it, I would still go to places and still feel like the spotlight was on me mm-hmm. when really it wasn't. And I don't know, now I just kind of walk into a room with a totally different mindset of just like, it's not about me, it's about these people. Mm-hmm. And so if I ever come across anyone that um, I know needs encouragement, like I want to do that. I don't care about so much of me. Of course we have our days where we get a little selfish, but like when we go to Target and spend girl money. They'll call that out. (laughs) Can we, can we actually go into that? Can we share that? Oh my gosh. Can I? Yes. Let me just tell my husband about it before this podcast comes out. Yeah. You've got time. Yeah. Go for it. You heard of girl math? We all heard of girl math, like the TikToks where they're like, there's actually a radio station that people call in with their like crazy purchases. Like (laughs) one of them was like, they bought Taylor Swift tickets for like four nights in a row in Sydney and the flights and they needed them to girl math it to make it like not actually cost anything that like (laughs) saved them money. Well, I totally did that this morning at Target because I had a return that was worth like, $175 worth of stuff. And instead of putting it back on the debit card that I paid for it with, I was like, no, that's already out of my bank account. I've already accounted for that. (laughs) Give me a Target gift card. And then I went shopping, but my, my price actually didn't start. Like nothing cost any money until I got past that hundred and seventy five right, dollar right, mark. Right, that is girl math. So girl math, <laughs> yeah. I saved us money because I also bought a Christmas present for one of my kids. Right, that's future self is going to thank me. Yeah. So right. I actually have a cart full of stuff that I got to put in my trunk, and it didn't cost me anything. So that's right. Nice. Yeah, it's just everyone money. should be proud of me. Yes, girl math. It's yeah. it's straight up. It's a real thing. I feel that way when I have cash. Yeah. Like, yeah, cash, cash does not count. It's not yeah. real money. Yeah. <laughs> it's when monopoly goes, money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, oh, I can get a new outfit. That's fine. And nobody will ever know. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Well, okay. So I had no idea what we were going to talk about today. But then, of course, this morning, it just kind of all received all of it this morning of like, okay, what's something that we can talk about? So I think in today's world, especially right now, the economy is really not that great, actually super bad. And a lot of moms, parents are struggling and they feel very alone. They have a lot of shame. We have like this super big comparison Mm -hmm. thing going on because of social media where we think that we should be doing something or, or here at a certain level and we're not there yet. And We have a lot of shame with, you know, when we, we're all around the same age. Um, I'm a little, I'm the baby. (laughs) I'm the baby. Is that what it is? I don't know. I'm the baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The TikTok? Yeah. And we just have this, when we were younger, we were taught that like, okay, if you go to college, you get a degree, if you work really hard, you'll make plenty of money to, you know, have a decent life. You'll get to buy the things that you want. You won't struggle. It's like, all a bunch of crap. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bunch of lies. going to work out. <laughs> the American dream, right? Yeah. And now we're at this time in our 30s where we have kids, we have families, and we have careers, and we're not seeing the fruits of that. Right. And it's very, I think there's a grievance part of that because, you know, coming from from my perspective, as someone that, you know, built her business from the ground up from it being a teenager, I was thinking like, wow, like my business does this great. Like we're going to be fine. You know, I can continue to grow. Like there's glass ceiling. There's only room to go up. And now it's like all this hard work has meant nothing, you know, paycheck to paycheck. Everybody is just trying to get by. Mm -hmm. And they're just, I think there's a lot of shame that comes with that. Do you guys agree? Absolutely. I think that you really like as when you're a kid, 
you really believe that if I work hard enough, I'm going to yeah. be just fine. And the thing is, is, you can work hard enough and still struggle. And I think that's what we're seeing because our culture has shifted and we kind of got in the middle of that shift and we're kind of left out. So, you know, I went, I have a master's degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And before I started my business, like I was okay, but we were definitely paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. But I was told if you have your master's, you're going to be fine. Right. You're going to live large. And that right. is not the case. And yeah. even starting a business is the hardest thing I've ever done. And although it's done well, it, there, just like you said, there are times that it doesn't matter how hard I work, it's still not enough. Yeah. And I think that's a hard thing for our generation is that, and we're all starting to realize that we're like, we are working so hard for nothing. Right. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Like, why are we giving up so much of our life when it's really not benefiting us yeah. and our families in the end? Mm-hmm. But I feel like we've all, all generations have kind of gone through something similar, maybe not to this effect. Yeah. Different types of hard. Right. Yeah. Different mm-hmm. types yeah. of hard. Like, we grew up in the 90s, though, and the economy yeah. was... Booming. It was amazing. Yeah. And everybody was rich. That's why we're so yeah. spoiled and we have girl math. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, we saw in like the early 2000s or later 2000s, it wasn't as good. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just been kind of up and down, up and down. And so I think just because, you know, when you grow up as kids and you see how well your family's doing or, not, you know, you have this expectation that when you're an adult, you're going to be like that. Yeah. No matter what the economy, I mean, we didn't think about the economy back then. We just thought as long as we go to college right, and work hard, yeah. it'll be fine. But yeah. I, I will say, just kind of going off what you're saying, like the comparison game is real. But what I struggle with is comparison to myself, like how I was yeah. a few years ago. Like if I throw yeah. a big party for my kids, mm, I feel like yeah. I've got to do that every single year, even though every single year I may not be able to do that. Yeah. Right. Because if and you, you don't have four have a, kids. Yeah. 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 And they all I'm remember at. and they're like, well, you did oh, this yes. for, you know, yep. this one when they were little. What, what about me? Yeah. Right. I have three daughters that are all teenagers. So it's constant comparison mm-hmm. between them, too, of like, like we're getting ready for Millie's Sweet 16. And I've literally thought about this. Like, first of all. I love planning parties, so I will spend money on parties. So it's like something I love to do. I love like making my kids feel like they're the greatest thing in the whole world all the time. So compare. It's also like compiled with it's a passion plus like, you know, I've got to do this for my kid. But then it's like, okay, if I spend this much money on Millie's Sweet 16, Mm -hmm. I have another one coming up in a year. And am I going to be able to do that? And then do it again and then do it again. Right. Yeah. So it's constant. Yeah. Big families. It's hard. But at one point, you know, we do have to, like, one thing that we want to teach our kids is that life isn't always perfect, you know? So, like, when we are struggling, do you guys feel like we should be open with them about that? I think that's a really good point because I think that for me, I've always protected my kids from that. If we ever, like, we're going through anything, my kids don't know about it. And I don't know, like, is that the right thing to do? Maybe they should know. Like, yeah. life is not always... Sunshine and rainbow. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. there are times when it's hard. So I don't know, maybe trying to find that balance. I'm the same way as you. Like, I have always felt like I needed to not tell my kids about anything going on that's mm-hmm. hard. Part of it is because, you know, we did adopt them, and so they've yeah. had a hard life before, and I just you want... You want to make up for that. I just want it to be so yeah. great all the time, mm-hmm. but it's also, like, Tim, my husband, is, like, really big about... Like, I remember the first time he ever said, hey, we'll wait till we get paid to get that to one of my kids, and I, like... It was, like, hard for me. I was like, why did you say that? Like, they don't even know that there's paydays and, like, that we don't... It's just not, like, free money all the time. And then he's like, you're doing them a disservice for them not to know the reality of, like, sometimes you have to delay that gratification. And I think as a mom, too, we we feel like we got to make up for, like, anything else that's bad that's happening in their life. And it's hard to let them walk through hard things or to even see your family walk through things that aren't always easy. Yeah. But I think that also goes back to, we have to know that we are not their God and that, mm-hmm. that we are not the thing that's going to provide happiness for them. And it's okay for them to know that sometimes you have to wait on the Lord and sometimes yeah. you have to wait for things to happen. And, and it's not always fantastic, but this, this stuff in this life is so fleeting. And the only thing that will sustain you and make you happy is, 
is your faith in the yeah. Lord. So, yeah. And that when they see the fruits of that, like when they watch you struggle and rely on the Lord, and then when He replenishes it, yeah, that grows their faith because they're like, "Wow!" Like she, pr- mom prayed about that, and yeah. it happened. Yeah. And you know, when we grow up, I feel like my parents protected me from a lot of things, and I think that did do me a disservice because yeah. it. You know, like there's a real world after this. Like when you move out of the house, you know, like you've got to know that there's a real world out there and you got to deal with real people Mm -hmm. that struggle and be able to talk to them and relate to them. And I think we have a lot of people in our age bracket that struggle with that, like have a really, really hard time when bad things happen and they don't know how to emotionally, spiritually physically like in any way try to fix it because their parents fixed it for them immediately and like wanted to protect them from that and now they're like if anything wrong happens it's like oh my gosh what are we gonna do so i i feel like that too like i want to be which my kids are still very little but to like be open about that when the time does come where you know carly's fifth birthday doesn't look like it did on her fourth birthday Mm -hmm. and what would be something that you would say to them like if they're like well mom why can't we do this this year I know that like we have said some things like that to them not Mm -hmm. necessarily about parties because that's like (laughs) my thing I will save and pinch pennies (laughs) to throw a party but about other things and saying like hey we just need to wait for a little bit like Mm -hmm. that's usually it's not a no usually Mm -hmm. it's just not right now or let's try and figure out a way to do this like a little cheaper or you know whatever and not one time have my kids ever been like are you kidding me or like okay usually they're like okay yeah so it's i've realized so much that it's just they are (laughs) like a it's just a me thing it's like me trying to i think it's like we try to hold it all together and make everything mm-hmm. seem like it's okay because we're trying mm-hmm. to convince ourselves that a lot yeah. so we feel like we have to convince it for our kids where it's like usually if you just like are really honest with them kids can handle a whole lot more honesty than we give them credit for it's true and yeah. they they're understanding and they care about the family yeah. and they love they're the not family not as fragile as we think they no, are no and we think that they're like this like creature that we just have to protect and keep in a bubble and like we're so worried when things happen or when somebody is mean to them or like something happens and really they're so much more resilient they bounce back so well and the fact that you're just having a conversation with them is usually the most important thing because you're just opening that communication and then i think when they're adults and they're struggling they won't feel shame to ask or to say Mm -hmm. hey i'm in a bad place because they know that that's part of life. Whereas mm-hmm. if we continue to make everything look like perfect or it's all okay or we protect, then when they get older, it'll be so hard for them to come back and say like, hey, I don't have enough money. Like if my kids don't have enough money to pay for their rent that month and they're you know 21 trying to figure it all out, I want them to ask me. I want them right. to say, hey, mom, I need help and me to be able to help them. But if they think that my life was totally perfect, that's true. Yeah. They're, how are they going to turn around? They're going to feel a lot of shame and guilt. Probably how we feel. Yeah, you know. <laughs> if we ask for anything, we feel so much shame. Yeah, I remember being like very young, like in like twenty twenty one, where I had to ask for help, and I just sat there and weeped because I knew I was going to have to call one yeah. of my parents and ask for help, and I was just bawling because I felt so much shame. Like, okay, like I. I, I thought I could do it on my own, and now I now I can't. And, you know, like, there's just so many things. And you saying that, I haven't even really talked about that moment in my life, but it just reminded me of that moment yeah. where I did carry that shame. And I don't want my kids to have that, right. you know. Of course I want them to work hard and, like, you know, try to figure things out on their own. Yeah. But I also want them to know that they can always come to me for anything right. at all and struggling is just a normal part it of is. the human experience i don't experience. think we normalize it enough <laughs> we yeah. don't you know mm-hmm. um i really don't because we all it don't matter it doesn't matter where you are mm-hmm. a lot of people really do struggle and we hide it and we have so much shame attached with it we don't talk about it yeah and i think for us too like we're just afraid to ask for help because in our eyes we see it as a failure like we yeah. just failed mm-hmm. and 
a yeah. week. Yeah, we need mm-hmm. to like normalize it. It's okay if you struggle and to ask for help. Yeah. Well, that's what we're meant to do. We're yeah. meant to help each other. Michelle and I joke about this a lot, but like we always talk about, you know, like if the world completely crashes down and like we nobody has any money, that we're going to be so well off because we have each other. Yeah. <laughs> like we're just going to meet at the church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're all going to like eat bologna sandwiches together. <laughs> and yeah, we're just going to struggle together. And like that. I know that sounds silly, but that comforts me. Yeah, Knowing yeah, sure. that I have people that I can rely on when things get really bad, it's just when you feel alone, like mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than that. Yeah. And that's why I preach so much about having a community and having people around you because if you feel alone and nobody, like no one's going to help you, I mean, if the world crashes, you're going to be like, sitting in the corner of a room rocking yeah. back and forth yeah. and like that's not a pretty sight so now that i brought that up i listened to a podcast this morning and they were talking about pretty pretty similar things that we're talking about but she brought up the fact that we since we compare ourselves so much there's this like striving with moms where we want to be super mom and we want yeah. to do everything. And yeah. we're, we weren't designed to do that. Like we were all supposed to be You're doing gonna this together. You're going to get me together. on my soapbox. Yeah, good. <laughs> I get think that's there, something Michelle. that we need to talk about. This like, is something I'm so passionate about. Our feminist conversation. Yes, is that <laughs> we, so we're going to talk about paradigm shifts again. Yes. When, you know, back, I don't know how many years ago when women mostly were at home taking care of the family, it's all good. And then our culture shifted. It literally completely shifted where women were in the workforce. And then, but um, they, the duties at home were not divided up. They were still expected to do, do everything, yeah. literally. Yeah. Have a perfect clean house, cook every meal, make sure all their, their kids had everything that they needed while still working. Yep. A full-time job, sometimes more. And our culture has not been nice to women since that happened. Yeah. And it frustrates me that we have it shifted to where, okay, it's not just, you know, the women, woman doing everything, the man. And I think we're getting better. I will say that. I've, I know a lot of men that really do step up and help in the home, but it's not anywhere where it needs to be. But what happens is it creates, because we have this idea that as women, we're supposed to do it all because all these women are doing it all. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's really hurting our mental health. Yeah. Po- postpartum <laughs> depression is the highest it's ever been. Yeah. You got to wonder why. Because mm-hmm. women are having to go back into the workforce mm-hmm. and they're having to just literally do it all with little to no support. Yeah. And so I think it's something that needs to definitely be talked about more. And it needs to, there needs to be a lot of awareness about it so that we will start, you know, doing less, right. you know, expecting less of ourselves and expecting our spouse and not to hate on men because it's not what that's about. But I think that sometimes, it, you know, if a man grew up a certain way where their mom always cooked dinner every single night, they yeah. expect their wife to do that. And that's not fair when they're, the wife is working as well. Yeah, You do yeah. what you're taught. What If, if it's modeled for you, that's probably what you're mm-hmm. going to try and do. And like, We talk about this same topic a lot because it's a very ongoing thing. I saw online that there was something about a, there's a a male loneliness epidemic going on. Have y'all seen that? Uh -uh. No. There's like a man loneliness because a lot of women are leaving Mm -hmm. because they have done it all and they don't feel heard and they don't feel like appreciated at all. And so there's a lot of living, a lot of women leaving their spouse and it's like an epidemic right now. And I even talked to my, I'm that, I'm that client with your counselor. That's like asking so many questions, like how, like statistically, like, (laughs) what is it like, you know, with your marriage people, with your marriage counseling, you know, like with women leaving and, or men leaving, you know, and he'll answer the questions for me. Of course, he's not going to go into detail or anything about his clients because, you know, HIPAA and it, it intrigues me to know about that. And I think it is exactly what M- Michelle is talking about, where, you know, in the 90s, when we grew up, women were almost trying to prove mm-hmm. that they can work and do it at the yeah. same time. And it was almost like this freeing thing where they were like, I can do more right. than just be a mom and a housewife. Right. 
And instead of men being taught to like kind of come in and help, it that wasn't that wasn't taught. So we watched it as kids and we were like, heck to the no, no, no. We ain't doing that. I am not doing that. <laughs> there ain't no way if I'm going to be bringing yep. in income just like he is, then we share the um, right. the chores around the house and the kids. Now, if I'm a stay-at-home mother, that's different. You know, like I feel like, you know, if he's bringing in the income and you're staying home, then yeah, you're probably going to do most of the kid and house chore stuff. Doesn't mean that oh, he can't yeah. offer to help. Right. But, you know, there's a there's a there's a middle ground to everything. Yeah. yeah. But well, I recently um went to a training and they were talking about divorce rates and they we've always heard that the number one reason for divorce <laughs> is due to money. Right. But they were saying that's not the number one mm-hmm. reason is uh, most people divorce over dividing up chores. Yeah. I I read that too very yeah. recently. It's because wild. if you think about it even like like uh, even in my own marriage, like we have a great marriage, but that's where most of our like uh, little 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 tit for tat fights yeah. come from. Is because I'm like, well, I'm doing this and you're doing that, yeah. and and always trying to figure out that balance. Yeah, and so it makes a lot of sense that that yeah. is the number one reason. Right. I also think though. On the other side of it, like coming in from, I don't want to say devil's advocate, but like the other yeah. side, I hate that saying. There needs to be a better saying than that. The other side is that I think, too, we have to be very careful. I, I don't think anything we're saying is wrong. I think it's absolutely true. and needs to be conversations within your own marriage. But I also think you have to be really careful, again, not to compare and see other people saying, oh, yeah, they left because they weren't being, you know, treated right. So now I'm mad at my husband and I haven't even had that conversation. Right. Or like, now I'm frustrated or like, now I think you should be doing this and that when really it's been working this whole time. Right. And I'm not saying you don't reevaluate constantly and have conversations. Right. You are a team. But I think even that like feminist side of it mm-hmm. and even if it is like godly feminism or however we want to say it. <laughs> Even that feminist side (laughs) is, I think the enemy uses that too for women to be frustrated with their husbands when really we were created to lift our husbands up and to be that support. And sometimes that means carrying a lot more than, Mm -hmm. than they are. And sometimes that means they carry more than we do. And it's, it's like always, you know, that give and take. I do think it's a conversation that needs to be heard. And I'm not saying like yeah. it's right. wrong by any means. Right. But I just say you have to be careful not to let someone else's frustration with their marriage leak in. And now you're frustrated over something that really. Yeah, I fully agree with that. Wasn't yeah, I mean, frustrating. That's right where resentment comes from. Yeah. Right. You know, when you see something and you're like, wait a minute, it's not right for me to be dealing with this. So for sure, I mean. Yeah, you have to be very careful there. And it well, goes, divorce is such an easy thing to do now. It's like it's yeah. such a common thing that you you see someone else divorce and you're like, oh, I do have that option. And it should be like, no, that is not the option. Yeah. We need to work on this. And I think that what you said was like the number one reason people get divorced is like breaking up household, you know, responsibilities. Yeah. I think no, the number one people get divorced is unresolved resentment. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why they're getting divorced. Oh, for yeah. sure. That's yeah, 100%. and God not being in the center. Yes, and yeah. either one of them not putting God before everything else. And this is no judgment for anybody who is divorced. Oh, right. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like well, to throw that disclaimer, disclaimer out there. Yeah. We're just talking. Yeah, for and sure. at the end of the day, and if both are really going after the Lord the way that they're supposed to, right, that wouldn't be happening for sure, right. And so I think that's where. You know, yes, that that's the reason, resentment, but really you need to, I mean, the Lord fixes everything. And if he's yeah. number one, everything else is fine. Yeah, and sure. so if you're feeling that way, maybe that's where you need to be like, okay, well, I need to go to the Lord about this. Right. And so sometimes there's times like, even in my marriage where we are, you know, having a um, argument or just like not agreeing on something, I will ask the Holy Spirit to just tell me exactly what to say or to not speak at all. And, you know, sometimes I think the right answer is for me to say something, and he's like, nope, 
don't say anything. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm working it out. And sometimes when I don't say anything, that really is, you know, four hours later, I mm-hmm. realized that's why he had me not say anything. Right. Fly yeah. It's just like. It's fly wants really to be trying, a part of this podcast. Watch, watch the, in the recording, I'll be like. Yeah. <laughs> like a little bug sound. <clears throat> yeah. But I do think um, at the end of the day, like bigger picture wise. I wish so much for women that as a culture that will start not putting so much pressure on women yeah, to be perfect yeah. and to do it all, because I think that's a disservice to them. And it goes back to what we've been talking about this whole time, you know, all the, the constant pressure that's always on, you feel on yourself to live up to a certain expectation. Yeah. And that's where you find yourself just getting into that, you know, dark place, really, whenever yeah. you're thinking about that. And I think our generation is doing really well at that. Yeah. Like our, our age bracket has kind of been the change, you know, like we don't discourage women when they don't necessarily have the same natural giftings that we mm-hmm. do, you yeah. know, like for instance, Leslie is like such a good t- homemaker type mom where she is very good at like planting vegetables and <laughs> like growing stuff We're and gonna call her Susie. yes like <laughs> she's very good at making a beautiful home and that like mm-hmm. she loves to do that she loves to decorate she loves to plan things she wants to have dinners at her house like that is her natural gifting that's what gives her joy me on the other hand I am not like that I I kind of wish I was because there's a lot of benefits to it like you know, growing your own vegetables, like you save money that way, you get healthier that way. And, you know, she did a TikTok the other day about, um, what was it? The little turmeric blend, oh, like, like the fire sickness. cider. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like she makes this organic sickness cocktail type thing. And I watched it and I was like, gosh, she's just so amazing. Oh. Like, and then I commented, I was like, can you just make me one of these and I'll pay you? <laughs> because that is me. I'm not I I have no passion behind going to find all the ingredients that I need for that to make something. Like I'm like, "Hey, she has the giftings. Right. I will pay her for it and and she can do it." And granted, there's probably things that maybe oh, I do. Yeah, like if I need someone to hang out with my teenagers all day, <laughs> First of all, Kelsey is like the most chill person. And my daughter, Zana, loves coming over here because I am high strung. And I'm like, what can we get done? Like all the time, you know, like that's just how I operate. I don't do well with like downtime. And Zana needs downtime. And she loves coming. All of my kids love coming over here because there's just like, and Kelsey's just so chill. And like, she just like, will listen to me, but like hang out. But like, hey, you just do grab a blanket. If you want to like take a nap, take a nap. And I'm like, you've been laying down for 10 minutes. Get up and clean your room. Like, so they really like coming over here. So like, it's just different. Yeah. It's just different abilities and different focuses. Yeah. But that's why we, I think, need each other Mm -hmm. and we need a tribe and we need to operate well together and not get jealous or frustrated or feel like we're lacking whenever we see someone else doing something really, really well. Right. And I think this goes, sorry, I didn't mean to No, you go ahead. I was going to talk about you, but. Uh, (laughs) The other day when we were talking about our kids Uh and this expectation that they have to do everything, it's the same concept, you know, because I've been there too where I feel like I need to put my kids in activities and push them to do things because I don't want them to regret later on in life. Oh, mom, you never made me do anything because I've heard people say that. But at the same time, recognizing some people have certain giftings mm-hmm. and others don't. Like some kids yeah. love sports and are really good at it. Other kids could care less, and that's okay. Well, and there's a lot of kids that were forced to do sports that don't really like sports, yes. and then now they have a lot of resentment yes. towards that. So, yeah, that's very true. This is on a whole nother subject. But okay. remember how we talked about, <laughs> like, we had this conversation about how like, you know, we all look at our childhood and our parents and like, what is the one thing we're going <laughs> to, their kids are going to say about this. This podcast is a prime example because I really believe that our kids are going to be like, I wish my parents did not analyze every yes. decision that they made. They just chilled they the relax. Yes. <laughs> It's why, so true. Like, why are they, they were just so worried about like, is this going to make me this? Or is this going to do this? Or are they going to say this? I wish they would have just like relaxed and yeah. like, cause our kids are going to say stuff. Yes. They're going to grow up and be like, man, 
I wish my mom did this or I, or they're going to blame something that they do <laughs> just like we do on our parents. Yeah. We use our parents as like cop outs all the time of like, well, it's just because this is the way I was raised, you know, like they're going to blame us. It's, it's just going to happen. But we really yeah. do that. We overanalyze. We like if my kid coughs weird, I'm good. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Or we're texting each other. Okay. This kid has had this fever for this long. Yeah. Should I take him in? Like, it's should novels. we do this? Whereas yes. when we were kids, it was like, ah, eh. Yeah, like our I don't feel like our parents analyzed anything. No, um, I yes, but to that point, I think the reason that we are the way we are is because maybe we didn't feel so heard as a child, yeah. and now whenever now that we are going through therapy and like we're listening to podcasts and reading books, we're like I'm heard now, and so we reflect on that. We overanalyze everything, and there's a middle ground to it. For so. Sure. Maybe our kids will find the middle ground. Yeah. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) Hallelujah. I hope they do. I pray they do. I think it's like we just, we take it to an extreme. Like our parents were like at a really low extreme. We're like, you you coughed, oh well, type thing. And now we're at like a really high extreme where it just needs to be right here in the middle. Yeah. Good. That is really good. (laughs) Good stuff. It reminds me of Joel when I'm talking to him on a podcast and like I say, I feel like I said something really <laughs> profound and he's like, mm-hmm, yep. And he just like, it's because he's thinking. Yeah. He can't, he literally can't do two yeah. things at once. So he can't process what you're saying Yeah, and then give you like, oh, that's awesome. Like, yeah. he's like thinking about it. Yeah. And I feel like his processing is a little delayed. Yeah. But then he'll use what I said in a sermon. Uh, absolutely. And I'm like, hey, wait you a minute. said the other night, yeah. and we both looked at each other. Sometimes I'll say, I'll use the saying, it's actually from T.D. Jakes, but it's like, God God made the trees, but we make the tables. Uh-huh. And so I use that. I reference that a lot. And Joel used it Wednesday night at our worship oh, did night. Really? Yeah. And Leslie made eye contact with me, <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. I love it, though. So... We were talking about the, like, natural giftings that we have, and I was going to say something about you, was that, like, Michelle is very, um, she's also, she also likes to make a cute home. She likes to decorate and do all of that, all of that, but you're also a very good um, person to come to for wisdom and teaching. Yeah. Like, you just have this natural thing about you where I feel like anyone can come to you and not feel judgment. Mm -hmm. And that's something really special. I, I gave them homework where yeah. we were supposed to go around the room and say something good about each other. The reason that I did that is because I think that we have this misconception of, like, if we ask for someone to say something good about us, that means that we are arrogant and full of ourselves. But I think that we need to hear it more often from the people that we love because— it's not wrong to want to hear things that they love about you, you yeah. know? And it's not wrong for you to want to share that with someone. Right. And I think there's a lot of moms out there that really need a good, solid mm. group. And we're not clicky. We're, we're very loving. We, we love anybody that wants to. I think that's one of our biggest fears is when we go out and do yes, things together. Yeah. We're thinking, like, did all the women at church, like, they, did they want to come too, you know? Yeah. But we're very open. We want people to hang out with us too but it's so important to have like those solid friendships that you know last for the rest of your life yeah and I, I don't know I've kind of been encouraged to like start some kind of like mom group thing Interesting. I'm just putting it out there in the universe because maybe someone listening might be like hey Kelsey you really should start a mom group thing yeah I even think like those we've had a couple like hangout nights yeah. that's actually the first time I met Michelle and you mm-hmm. were like newly pregnant yeah it was a long time uh, it's not that long ago it's last summer I think yeah and it yeah. was like I mean we didn't become like besties at that setting right. and I don't think you really like it would take several but I thought there were several women that were like I could tell when they walked in, they were so excited to yeah. be there. Yeah. And they were so excited to just like be around other like-minded mm-hmm. women that are encouraging and not clicky and not like yeah. going to judge them, but just love them where they are. And yeah, yeah. I need to have another mom night then. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Can we do it at your house? I'll plan it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you plan it and decorate? 
Oh my goodness. If we don't, it'll just be us sitting in the middle of my hey, living room but floor. That, that was what it was last time. And then someone went and got games and then we started playing games yeah, and it was fun. Like, yeah, it was just chill. That was but really fun. Back on Michelle, since this was our homework to talk about people. Oh yeah. Let, let's, I, let's start. Okay. Leslie, you go first. Okay. I kind of already said a little bit of yours. So I'm going to like repeat it again, but yeah, I need to hear it again. Okay. I'll give Words you a double affirmation. dose. Um, but for <laughs> Michelle, I was just thinking like, I, this kind of goes along with what you said, like the no judgment thing. And this is something that I need to work on for sure. Not the judging, but just like making sure that everything I say is uplifting about Mm. other people. But like anytime I've been in a conversation with you, like even if it's like talking about maybe something somebody actually, like we all know this person did and it was wrong and was very clearly wrong. She always brings it back. And she's always the first person that brings it back to like, well, yes, but like yeah. this person, like you just knew their heart or like, they're yeah, so, they're does. such a good person and they really love the Lord and they're really trying or they're really doing this. Like it's always back to a positive thing and it never, and you know what it does? It shuts down any opportunity for gossip. Like yeah. it just, and it just makes you be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Naturally. And for me, like I have struggled with that in the past, yeah. like the gossip thing, especially like in high school and college, right. like. I wanted all the hot tea, you know, (laughs) and it's something that I struggle with still. And so like to be around a friend that I'm just like, you know what? That's not an option. And it just like, it almost like relaxes me because I feel also crying. (laughs) Mom hormones. Yeah. I just feel like there's no opportunity for that. And that is such a life giving thing because it also makes you be able to go to her and know that she's She's going to believe the best about me. Yeah, yeah, and she's not going to share it with anybody else. So yeah, that's, that's such so a good. positive thing. I appreciate that. I that's nice to hear because I'm, I'm always like thinking like I hope I did not say anything that would make them think badly of that person. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm always like I I do feel a, a huge sense to protect people. And that's the pastor's wife in you. <laughs> yes. That's why yeah. you're definitely called for that. Well, and, and I feel like there's a like a gift of mercy and grace too. For sure. Yeah. And I feel like too, there's so many people that are misunderstood. Yes. And that's like my biggest, maybe it's because it's one of my fears is being misunderstood. Yeah. Like, I don't want people to misunderstand. Like, you know, if I said something, I think about the things I say all the time yeah. and I'll think about them like weeks later. Okay. I said that. I hope they didn't take it this way. You always stick up for the underdog. Yes. Yeah. For sure. And that's And your good. kids are going to benefit so much from that. You know, because... Yeah, they're going to shut the bullies down. Well, yeah. And just like... <laughs> In Jesus' one, name. They're... That I feel like the spirit of gossip and like not always thinking the best about everybody starts there. Yeah. And like that's not even going to be in your home to begin with. Yeah. So, and also you're going to be able to continue to teach them to like posture their heart towards grace for everybody and mm-hmm. mercy, like you said. So, yeah. it's going to be such a benefit for them. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Leslie. Yeah. All right, Leslie, what's cry. the one good thing about yourself? Oh, I thought you were going to say, what's the one good thing about me? It's no. my turn. <laughs> really what I thought. Heart change. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I didn't, you didn't say we had to do ourselves. Yeah, I did. <laughs> one oh good gosh. thing about yourself. I'm not going to lie. About- I was driving whenever I read that text message, so <laughs> it was very blank. Oh, gosh. This is hard. Do you want someone else to yeah, go? Yeah, someone else go. Okay. I wanted to do your... It's funny uh, what you're talking about because I do feel the same way about you, Kelsey. Aww. Like, I feel like I could tell you anything and you're still going to be my friend. Yeah. Like, I could say, hey, and maybe this yeah. isn't true, but this is how I feel. I could say, Kelsey, I, I've given up the Lord. I'm not following the Lord anymore. And you'd be like, okay, well, let's work through this. Yeah, <laughs> We're going to figure sure. it out. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. get you back on track. Right. And you, would be, <laughs> you would be texting me and calling me every day. And, yeah. and Or if it was something else, like something sinful I was doing you you know you'd work with me through it and I really appreciate that because it feels like our friendship is definitely not a conditional Mm. it's very unconditional like I could say and do anything and you're still gonna love me and that means so much to me because I've had so many friendships in my life where I did not feel that way I felt like it was very conditional Conditional. and works Mm. related like what I did for them how I benefited Mm. them had to walk on eggshells whatever you said yeah but I have two another and I think I've told you this before one thing I love and adore about you is you're so joyful. Aww. You even if you're down in the dumps, you're still joyful. <laughs> yeah, and, sure. and it's like you're just always pleasant to be around, Aww. and you just you, ex- you have joy all over your face. Look at you right now, just joy. Because <laughs> you're yeah. saying good things about me. <laughs> 
you're you always are like that. When I I love like walking in to see you because I know you're gonna have the biggest smile on your yeah. face and something funny to say, and it's just like refreshing because not everybody is like that. Yeah. And I love that about you. It makes me sad when people aren't like that. I feel like naturally we are joyful. Like if we have mm-hmm. the Lord, we should be walking around with joy. And so when I don't see someone with joy, I automatically am like, what's going on? And I think that's almost, that's probably part of the gifting. Mm-hmm. Like when people yeah. that are very empathetic with others is because like if they're not joyful, you're like, oh, like ears are up. You know, what do what do they need prayer for? Kelsey's <laughs> done that to me so many you down. times. Like when I'm going through something, like I naturally recluse and i'm just like okay let me hide let me like process through this until i'm like processed and ready like i just want to not be around anybody and like i wear all my emotions on my face which is part of the reason why i like to recluse because i don't necessarily want to show everybody all my emotions (laughs) all the time yeah and so but anytime around kelsey like if i'm going through something she's like okay are you ready like tell me what's going on or like (laughs) like she'll give me space or something then be like okay i I knew that something was wrong just by the way you text me so let's let's have it out let's go but at the same time i was i was thinking about this about kelsey is that like you can always be the funniest person in the room and like the loudest person in the room or like the one with the most joy or energy but at the same time Mm. if we needed you at three o'clock in the morning you'd be driving down the road to get us like Mm. you you're gonna make me cry now lots of fun but also you're very loyal and i feel like that even retriever like (laughs) friends that you've had like like she'll constantly tell us to be like oh i have this one i i swear kelsey has more friends than anyone i've ever met in (laughs) my life but she'll be like, I have this one friend from like four years ago that we like did this one thing together. And now I'm driving to like three states away to go hang out with her because she needs me. I'm like, what? What in the world? Like yeah. she just is always going to be there. It doesn't matter like how long it is, what how inconvenienced it is. And a lot of people who are like, uh, it's like a histrionic personality type, very like loud and funny and joyful. They call it a histrionic because they have this other side of it, which you don't have. It's like where they can't recognize anybody else in the room, but you don't do that. Like you can yeah. be funny, but you could definitely see somebody that's really struggling yeah. and you're yeah. like, you have your eye on them. I, I see that. I, I know people that are like that. And it's like almost when you, when you see another person that's very like joyful and out and outward, you know, you're like, oh, like we're going to really connect. And then when I notice that part about them, yeah. I'm like, oh, like. What's going on in yeah. there? It's almost like a. I don't even like, know how to explain. They're missing it. something there. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, where, where but it's that true because a wrong? lot of people that are super funny and just like a lot of fun to be around. It's it's almost like they have blinders on. They can't see where anything it's like a else. Mask. Yes. And so it's yes. not like it probably is. Yeah. 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 It probably is. But you always know when I'm not having. A good day. I think that's just from us being friends. Like, yeah, I can. Maybe. I know you. I could tell uh-huh. when something is a little off. Yeah, I'll come to church. and She's like, "What's going on? <laughs> tell me. Do we need to go into the mother's room <laughs> <laughs> so that she can nurse Ezra and I can sit there and cry?" Yeah. <laughs> it's usually what happens. Aww. But thank you. Those are both very sweet things mm. to say. Okay. Do Leslie? I get, can I talk about Leslie now? Yes. 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 Yeah. Leslie's turn. I had a few things, um, but I think the main thing that I was thinking about when I, okay, there are a couple things, is that you are very intentional. And that is, you don't see that in a lot of people. Like when somebody is really struggling, you make a a mission and a purpose to reach out to them and to help them and to just do something really kind for them. I mean, just when Enoch was sick, just um, even... You have a uh, Michael make him that little gift basket meant so much to him, mm-hmm. and it was just very, very intentional. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of meaning and purpose behind what you do. And I also love one thing I really love about you is that you we're gonna be beaming. I we know. walk yes. out of the house. Everybody should do this all the time. <laughs> yes. Get it's your friends together. I love that you are not afraid to. Like speak your mind, but not in a way like you're not afraid to like say how you feel and your your feelings about things. Not like in a mean way, but you are very just intentional, even with like how you speak and the things that you say. And I feel like that's so important because so many times people just kind of sugarcoat things or they hide behind things or they're um, just not you know intentional about like if you see. I know Leslie. I don't have to worry about like if you're not 
comfortable with something, you're going to say, hey, this is not okay. Yeah. And we're not doing this. <laughs> and I really yeah. appreciate that. Like, I don't ever have to question or know, like, where I stand with you. Yeah. Because you're going to tell me if you're not <laughs> okay with something. Yeah. Or something yeah. I said upset you. Yeah. And I yeah. appreciate that so much because so many people, the first thing they do, if they don't like something or agree with something, they just go, they'll act like to your face Cut everything's you fine yeah. and then go behind your back and be saying all this crazy stuff. Yeah. And also kind of going, I have another thing oh, too. Oh gosh, okay. <laughs> kind of what y'all were saying. I feel like you are Mostly very, time. <laughs> she's a very, very wise person. And I don't yeah, know if you, you realize really that. You are mm-hmm. very wise and you have a lot of really good things to say. And you really need to just know that. Thank you. That you need to open your mouth even more because. Thank you. Because it goes back to that being intentional. You're not just saying stuff just to have fluff. Yeah. Things to say like you've thought things out and you mean what you say. And you have a lot of reasoning That's behind so it. Sweet. I Thank think, you. I think um, you and Tim doing like all the foster care work you've done a lot. I think that that had that really molded both of you For into sure. like incredible people. Yeah. Because you. when you go through things like that, where you have to literally sacrifice your wants mm-hmm. and your desires for other people, and especially young people that are going through tremendous amounts of trauma and tragedy, like you literally, I mean, you, you and Tim didn't exist in that time yeah, frame, you know, sure. and to accept your day off, yeah. you know, your one day yeah, off. It's true. And so, um, I think that that has what, that's what has really helped mold both of you to just be, so this isn't about Tim. This is about Leslie. Um, <laughs> I love Tim though. But just what has molded you to be so wise and so, like what she says, like where you stick up for yourself or you stick up for other people and you're not afraid to. Like if something rubs you wrong, you're just like, hey, <laughs> we need to talk about something. <laughs> and like I know I, I feel so safe with you because I know that if I did, coming from a people pleaser mm-hmm. that wants to know if I've hurt anybody's feelings or done anything wrong, I know that if I say something that you don't, it it wasn't good, you're going to tell me. So I don't really worry as yeah. much. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah. And same for you. You just, even if I said something wrong, you're like, whatever. You don't even care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Just think being I really open, don't. I guess. One like time I, thing. Sorry. One time I said something to Michelle and I was just like not in my mindset. And she was like very pregnant at that point. And she didn't even remember me saying what I said. And the next day I was like, Michelle, I have just been eaten up about this. And I just feel so bad. I was like, I, I said it and I regret saying it. And you were like, I wouldn't even think about it. <laughs> you did not care. I was like, it would take a uh, lot to make me like, yeah, work me up. About I've something. noticed. Yeah. I've seen people say certain things to you like in our, you know, like Uh just seeing it publicly. And I'm like, man, did that not just grind her gears? (laughs) But it didn't. Because she always thinks the best of people. Like she's like, Oh, but you know, I get that from Joel though too. Cause I don't think I was always like that, but he Mm. is even more so than me. You will never catch him talking bad about somebody. Mm -mm. Yeah. And he will always find something really amazing. Yes. And (laughs) tell you all about it. Which being pastors, that's got to be hard because you see the good, the bad, the ugly in people. So the mm-hmm. fact that you're able to just to not speak on that or even like really let it rest in your mind, like mm-hmm. that just shows that you are in the thing that God's called you to do. Like you're in your calling yeah. because that with being pastors, you see it all. You see the worst. I mean, we've people. definitely been tested. I tested people. people. I'm like, that's for sure. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, you have handled all of the things so well. Like, yeah. I mean, I would I would be in a corner mm-hmm. rocking back and forth <laughs> if I were in your position on some of the things that you've had to deal with just being pastors. I'm just like, wow. But I don't worry. I'd Like, I don't even worry about Joel because I know he's over there just like, God's got it. I don't oh, care. Yeah. Everything's but fine. But I think that's what's created this culture at your church, our church, that's mm, just did so... Did you just say our church? Our church. I love it. I Leslie and Sign I are, me up. Let's do this. at the church. Kingdom <laughs> church. I think that's what has created the culture of just like 
so much openness and acceptance and love and mm. not acceptance where we're accepting sin because I mean right Wednesday no. night was literally like you but gotta quit yeah. like <laughs> playing a little bit in hell a little yeah. bit in heaven I loved that yeah. and like you got to decide which where you're gonna go and let go of the rest but not the acceptance of sin but the acceptance just of people and their brokenness and mm. where they are and and it just create like seeing everybody praying for each other, young, old. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's all big, one big family. And I think that comes from your daily decisions as pastors to not like go into the like thinking bad about other people or or speaking ill about other mm-hmm. people because I don't think that culture would be able to exist right. if you did that. So that's yeah. that's a testament to your daily sacrifices. Um, Michelle, you haven't shared what you love about you. Me? Yeah. It's so hard to talk about yourself. I know. Uh, that's why I'm challenging you with this. I haven't even thought about mine. Oh my gosh. I think for me, um, I think that I work hard, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm not afraid to work hard, and I feel like I have a lot of grit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can just yeah. get the thing done. For sure. So I think that's like, when I think about myself, I think okay. that, and I hope that's true. Yeah, no, I, I think so, too. I look at you sometimes some of the things that you do and like when you're momming and I'm just like, wow, like I want to be like Michelle. <laughs> I do a lot. Yeah. Okay, hey, Leslie, did you think about yours? Um I think that it's kind of like very similar, but I feel like I can juggle a lot at the same time. Like I can have like yeah. twenty taps open in my brain. Yeah. And wow. I assume that everybody else is operates yeah. in the same oh, way. Until that. I got married. And then I realized yeah. what everybody operates. Yeah. But I I think that there's a good a good part of that of not being able to do that because I feel like that also can bring a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. which I struggle with. But mm-hmm. and sometimes it's hard to turn anything off. But I also like like that about myself because I like being able to get twenty things done in a very short amount of time. You yeah. know? Yeah. That'd you both have things that like I would love to have. <laughs> I think that's why we get along because we're a lot yeah, alike in I think a lot so of ways. Too. Oh well, that, that's we're nice. We're a lot alike, but, but like, yeah, that's why we need you. <laughs> you need the golden retriever, don't you? <laughs> you? You bring the fun. Yes, you do. <laughs> that's what my sister says. She's like, you always like you just remind me to have fun. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't. I don't know what mine would be. Um, see, I didn't even do my homework. I would say that it's. Even when I'm in dark moments, if I just, there's like a couple things that I can do to kind of get myself out of it, mm-hmm. you know? One is going to the Lord, and the second is to text you guys in our group text <laughs> novels of things that I need to get out of my brain. Like, Carly is misbehaving 24-7. What do I need to do? And that's typically what the text is. So I, I think that... I don't know how to explain it, but I guess just like discipline. I don't know. Yeah. Would that be a word? Mm-hmm. Or just. You are very disciplined. Am I? Well, and I've seen that in how, because we do the same thing for a living. Mm-hmm. And you're 10 times better at it than me oh, because you are a disciplined person. Yeah. I think sometimes that's more so like my uh, my trauma. <laughs> Where like I feel like I have to get it done or else I'm going to get in trouble. No, I mean, you're good at it. I mean, anybody that's. Self-employed, I mean, that's yeah. what a yeah. lot of it is. It's just yeah. discipline. Yeah. And you're able, like, whenever you started, like, mock-ups, like, I remember being so <laughs> shocked. Because you can literally like, do anything. Yeah, it was like, hey, I have this idea. <laughs> you should do this. I thought of you. And then, like, that night, you're like, all right, I already have someone scheduled, and this is my store. What do you think? I'm like, what in the world? Like, yeah. you can just, like, you follow through really well in mm-hmm. that you you can do anything, literally. Oh, thank you. Once, once I get something in my head, yeah, I think like, that's part of your like you're you can hyper focus on yeah. something yeah. and yeah. get it done. And, but it's amazing. Jealous. I get excited about things, yeah. just like with drums. It's like I just want to play drums, so you're so playing cool. drums. Yeah, you are. Yeah, but I'm not. You're she's definitely our the cool, cool friend. <laughs> yeah, she's got tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> she knows <Adultery>. ring. <laughs> she plays drums. Hush. <laughs> Too bad I don't have my Bronco I anymore. Know. That was the extra Bummer. cool part of but me. I'm so proud of you for not having that Bronco anymore. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> There's certain sacrifices you have to make yeah. for, you know, seasons of life. So when maybe when life comes around, <laughs> which... When we're old yeah. and all of our kids are out yeah. of the house, yeah. we can just ride around in your Bronco. Yeah. <laughs> in my new Listening Bronco, to yeah. 90s country. Yes. 
Amen. If NSYNC ever gets back together, we'll go to their we'll tour. We'll go to their concert. Yeah. yeah. I know. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. I know you guys have to run off and do all your duties of the day. So Thanks I love you. This is yeah. always fun. It was fun. I need to, we need to do this more often. Next time it'll be in the, the cool place. Yeah. I'm not here. And I won't have to do anything. I just have to talk. So fun. And I'll bring you crumble cookie for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks to Leslie <laughs> for bringing us crumble cookie. Yes. And thank you guys for listening. I'm super, super excited to bring all the new episodes that are coming. Please, please, please be praying for the podcast and that the Lord leads it in every way and that he gives me vision and people, the right people in the right places to interview and things like that. So keep your eyes on Jesus. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like more information on this podcast, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Picturing Purpose Podcast. Find us on Anchor as well as every major streaming service. If you are excited for this journey and want to see this podcast thrive, there are many ways you can help. The most simple thing you can do is by leaving a five-star review on your streaming service of choice. Reviews help podcasts so much. Another easy thing, anytime you see a post from the Picturing Purpose podcast social media pages, please comment, like, and share. This generates a bigger audience and brings more listeners. You never know, one of your friends may need to hear an encouraging word. I need daily motivation myself. Last, but definitely not least, if you want to see this podcast fulfill its purpose, your donations are incredibly appreciated. Keeping the podcast up and running is an extra cost I have taken on and will continue to do as needed. I know that God will always provide because this podcast is His. Not only will donations go to the making of the podcast, but Picturing Purpose will be blessing a portion of its monthly earnings to people in need. Whatever God puts on my heart is where the money will go. There is no donation too small, and you can also set up reoccurring payments. Even $5 a month would be super helpful. If you are unable to donate, your prayers are powerful. Please pray for this podcast and that it continues to serve its purpose and spread the love of Christ. Our hope is that Picturing Purpose is an encouragement to anyone that needs it and that we create strong, confident, and motivated disciples. Thank you for your support.